Like, yeah. you know, welcome to Beazelbub, Illinois. Like, what are that's not who's <laughs> <laughs> doing that? I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're Cruel's Next, Next Door. Door. Talking about spooky about stuff. stuff. Yes. We are closing out the spooky month. Uh, this is our last week of the hurrah of spooky month, but we are the Ghouls Next Door, so it is always spooky all the time. So we will be continuing our haunted series throughout November as well. Yeah. And uh, that should be really exciting. Forever uh, and ever. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, you know, we'll switch it up when we switch it up. But we are the media literacy podcast from Horror Lens, where we explore the real life, historical and actually happening um, horrors explored in uh, cinema. And th- today we're talking about haunted attractions and things that have the the <laughs> the gall to call themselves a haunted attraction when they are not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, one should maybe even not be in a column. Uh, it exists in its own little sphere. Mm-hmm. And you're like, stay over there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about haunted attractions. We have uh, been to quite a few um, together and apart as like the ghouls and before the ghouls. Uh, recently, yeah. <laughs> we went to the Eastern State Penitentiary um, for their Terror Behind the Walls, which it's now called something Halloween else. Nights. Halloween Nights. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it has evolved. So yeah. <laughs> anyone who visits the Philadelphia area during the Halloween season and has preconceived notions of the Eastern State Penitentiary uh, experience, it's different. It's yeah, it's different. very different. Like they redid the whole thing. It's like a whole it, like leveled up experience and that like before it was just like one scare. And now it's like it's a choose your own adventure of scare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I first went, it was like my first year here in Pennsylvania. And it was like, I went a little too early and it was definitely one of those, like they're herding you through and you just kind of like, yeah, I run through them. So (laughs) I was like done in like 15 minutes and I was like, wow, okay. That was a lot of money. And I'm like a poor college student. (laughs) So I, you know, spent all of it just to get here. And then, uh, I was kind of disappointed. Like I had my fun. Um, just, I yeah. remember it being really fast and not quite what I was expecting, but that's because I was spoiled coming <laughs> from Florida when we had Halloween horror nights at like our uh, amusement parks. So yeah. <laughs> you had way more scary stuff set up to elevate your expectations to unreachable heights. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, going from like an entire park worth of yeah. spooky things to just like a few halls in this yeah. honestly haunted place. Yeah. Um, it's disappointing it's when it's really fast. Cause you're like, I built up so much emotion behind this. And I remember when we went, it didn't feel super quick that time, but that's because mm-hmm. we waited in the longest of lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And also we were with your mom and family. So we were just like, <laughs> it was more entertaining, I guess, a little mm-hmm. bit too. Yes. Probably. We were also with my one of my best friends who is terrified of everything, uh, including one of his biggest fears is butterflies. <laughs> so like there is oftentimes. Yeah, there'd be times when we were walking home and he's supposed to be like, like he's significantly taller than me, is male, and I would be like, okay, let me walk you home. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this tiny little, like, Tina, like, walking this grown man home um, happened all the time. And so he went, which is like, I don't know how we convinced him to do that. And so that was yeah. added. That was added to it. And yes, and I my family. Yeah. I mean, I consider him your family. So it's just yes, like, very true. Group of <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the last time we went, it was really fun just because there's so many different ones. You could go to, like, five different haunted houses where it's, like, so that it's not quick. And also mm-hmm. there was the skeleton dancing, which is maybe my favorite part just because it was entertaining and, like, so much happening. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have this amusement park experience that you're describing. I had a random house on the street. <laughs> where I lived growing up that through a haunted house I don't know who this person was I don't know Mm -hmm. why our parents were like yeah go ahead (laughs) go into this stranger's house filled with haunted things and like it was like a house made haunted house it was like pretty next level for the fact it was just made by like in the neighborhood you know Mm -hmm. um but it was like a highlight of every Halloween I remember growing up but it's like still really weird to think back because it's like they were not, we didn't pay to go in. Like yeah. it was not anyone we knew. This is a, sh- a they were like, come into our house. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> 100%. Don't kidnap us, please. Uh, and like, yeah, our parents were just like, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go into the stranger's I, house full of scary things. I feel like kids don't really trick or treat the way that we did either. Like there's a yeah. lot more stranger danger kind of fear. Like we would just be like, okay, come back when... <laughs> We, we got the tail end of the Stephen King era time yeah. where they're just like, send them. The, kid, yeah. the kids don't come home. I mean, that's less bills. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding, our, kidding. our parents cared. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like now, you know, there's trunk or treats or you go to yeah. like a specific location for candy versus like just going up to the neighbor's house, which is probably the best thing probably to do. Better, yeah. <laughs> a little less like choose your own adventure but definitely probably better mm-hmm. than aimlessly wandering at like the age of 10 across a wide space full of strangers inviting yourself to their houses too which is like crazy yeah i would say one of the the highlights from the last eastern state penitentiary experience we had when it was terror behind the walls before this most recent one so pre-pandemic was um so they started that thing where you can wear glow necklaces to indicate that yeah. you're okay being touched or taken. Um, and I mean, this is like a pretty <laughs> big place. Like, you know, they have checks and balances in place. So you're not as afraid of people taking advantage of those things. Um, that's not to say that that doesn't happen. So the thing that I remember is besides like the fact that I was taken away quite a lot um, <laughs> was that we towards the end there was a part where like someone working there was like trying to get my aunt to to go somewhere and like we me and you went up and we were like what's going on here and they were like okay well we'll take you and then they put bags over our heads yes and then brought us into the real haunted cell block and left us in one of the rooms and I was thinking like 
like the rest of the house, like all those experiences going through the cell blocks, like that's fine. I don't have any fear that there's a real killer going around, but yeah. <laughs> there could be just a random person who's like, let me put this bag on your head and steal you away. And like, we, like we could have never come back from that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that could have been the time. We would have been on the news. They would have been like, wow, <laughs> real haunted place turns real scary. Uh, murder i guess i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah i don't know what happened yeah, we just did pre-panini press <laughs> yeah. we made lots of questionable decisions like from young age to present <laughs> like, yeah uh that we're very lucky we were alive uh but we are and now people get to listen to us say words mm-hmm very true. It's Very a victory, true. I guess. <laughs> and for we you will end me. For all of us. Um, we will have um a conversation with someone who was there at the the birth of the haunted experience at Eastern State and someone who was involved in the recreation of it uh and how it has evolved and become more of an experience than just like one attraction. Yeah. Um definitely leveled it up to that same. Not exactly <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, yeah. but definitely up there. there yeah, like a quality fun time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, we are in this episode going to talk about two, I think, <laughs> buzzword things. One yeah. being the Hell House LLC franchise, which just got greenlit and we just found out about a fourth one coming out. Yeah. So I'm confused by the trailer because it's really just all footage from the other three, um, yeah. which makes sense. Uh, and then uh, we are also going to talk about a horror real life situation with uh, McKamey Manor. Yes. Um, what a situation if, that is. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't heard about it, we will give you the 101, but I'm sure you can find the information as well. Um, but why don't we talk about the films? Sure, yeah, let's do it. Films, 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 films. <laughs> All right, so let me tell you what Hell House LLC from 2015, the first one, is about. Um, I did watch, like, all of them, so... <laughs> Kind of give a little crash course. No, I'm kidding. Crash course on I just masochist is what it is. (laughs) Um, so Hell House is about five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers and staff on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. It's directed by Stephen Cognetti. Um, and they do I'm pretty sure all of them. So The first one is, like, there's this documentary team that's, like, something happened. It starts with, you know, like, live footage of people really excited to go into this haunt. And, uh, you know, they're going in, they're going through the little pieces, and then something goes awry. Something we don't know about. Um, we see things that probably won't, shouldn't see, like, people who are clearly working there, um, running around trying to go somewhere. And then all of a sudden... Yeah people get to the basement attraction that's when they're screaming and there's like what's going on chaos everyone's trying to leave a bunch of people die um yeah and it's all like unexplained and to me i'm just like why didn't anyone just go back in there (laughs) like authorities can't go into this building like i don't know they just boarded up like they didn't even like investigate like yeah vanish or person i loved vanish in this house i'd be like no we're gonna go in this house figure it out (laughs) yeah (laughs) right now yeah um 
So there's a documentary crew and they are trying to get down to the bottom of what happened at this, uh, at Hell House, which is a um, franchise. So Hell House was supposed, was previously an attraction in New York. Something happened where now they can't be in New York anymore and they are now in Pennsylvania, uh, in Abaddon, Pennsylvania. And if you're wondering, Hell House is a real haunted attraction in Pennsylvania uh, that we did not go to, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> Just who's got time for that um but they're it's stationed in the abaddon hotel which rumor has it was established because the owner liked the name of the town because abaddon is a demon that opens a gate to hell or something yeah sure. did you look it up <laughs> is it real is that like a um, real thing? i think i mean abaddon definitely is um, I'm pretty sure a demon, but I, there's no Abaddon, Pennsylvania, I don't think. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like it, there's a I real hell house that's okay. not in Abaddon. Like, who names yeah, a yeah, town? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I was like, like that town's, like, really not, like, Pennsylvania. Yeah. town named after a demon. Like, I feel like there's a lot of religious people. <laughs> it would be, like, not in my we state. We have Bethlehem. Like, yeah. you can't... <laughs> Bethlehem like we have like a bunch of ones where I'm like what very like yeah. you know welcome to Beazelbub Illinois like what are that's not <laughs> no one's doing that now I want to know what <laughs> states or cities like within a demon the country names. have demon names yeah if you know cool. listeners send us a list please let us know please let I'm us not know. gonna go there or do anything with the list I just want to know yeah I just want to know Absolutely. Um, so they're, uh, so the hotel owner is dealing with some spooky stuff. Uh, and that's why it is closed. Um, they had unalived themselves um, and some people went missing in the hotel. It's pretty vague. <laughs> and yeah. so then, you know, this Hell House troop uh, took up shop in this abandoned place for who knows why and then events occurred and now there's a documentary team going to investigate and during their investigation they interact with the one like this one survivor who informs them that there's tapes because they recorded their entire experience and it becomes this like i mean it's always been this found footage thing but now we're watching the tapes um and so the tapes reveal what happened and essentially you know they're there they're making the house spooky (laughs) and then there's things that are happening that they didn't make spooky but are spooky happenings right um there's a particular uh clown that isn't supposed to move its head but seems to find itself around the house all the time um happens to be like the scariest looking clown of the the clown trio that exists (laughs) yeah he's he's terrifying yeah and just like stand in there. Like I will say the best part of Hell House is like those little tension building spookiness, like just having something out of the corner of your eye. Like I love those for found footage or um like people like the little things that were happening was really yeah. cool. Or like there's a, there's times when the house gets like really weird and it like goes back in time <laughs> so like they're in the oh, like, yeah, yeah, you know, in the kitchen now. and all of a sudden it looks like a regular real kitchen like before it was abandoned yeah and it's like ah, everyone's like freaking out those things are really great and I was like I would love it if it really were just like haunted yeah <laughs> and it was just like spooky for spooky sake but they're like no we need to give it a reason and so they tied in like all this cult stuff that just gets even wackier and I was like what are we doing like 
because to me it was like the deep house how we yeah. really liked the beginning and then when it started mixing in like the sp- spooky uh yeah, it was like the, the cult dumb situation <laughs> yeah. in a cult or sat like satanic cults and stuff like that's not real first of all and that's not fun <laughs> No, it's just like it's lazy. Is I yeah. just immediately write it off as lazy. <laughs> like it's not anything interesting. Yeah, it was like really fun until that. I would would that like they could have just ended it right before that, and it would have just been a ten out of ten movie. Or like really, you know, blended in. I will say the way that like starting with like something went wrong during this attraction, showing us the behind the scenes footage, yeah. really like set them up to essentially fail because it's like how are you going to deliver <laughs> like how are you going to show us what like is going to really make it worth our time and that's really hard to do and they I would say did not do a great job at the end there yeah um I enjoyed like getting to see like oh that's when the one person walked by because they're going to investigate this thing and that's what those people saw right or it's like yeah. oh we saw the clown leaving and everyone's like what that's weird <laughs> why yeah. did one of the clowns leave um but once I start like trying to explain things I'm like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> that's not how you do things um so as soon as you bring in spooky stuff uh, like or occult things I'm like oh, okay this is dumb and the rest of the series is like really hard into the spooky like into the satanic cult stuff that i think is hilarious like someone was like the best part of our film (laughs) was the very flimsy explanation (laughs) of our villain yeah (laughs) interesting you know what we need more of this guy because that's what we care about and so the second one is like the house is now definitely condemned, right? Like people cannot go in there and now they have like police patrols. So this new investigative team uh, collaborates with the one sole survivor from the last documentary team to go back into the house to find out what happened to the last documentary team slash the Hell House crew. Um, Yeah, and they're like, they saw that video. So like, why do they want to go back in there? It seems very sus. Yes, yes. Um, And then, I mean, what was interesting was they did show, like, videos of people doing, like, dares, like, teams, like, live streaming and being like, all right, guys, I'm going to go in for 10 minutes. And then, like, the one I thought was pretty cool is, like, one guy goes in and he sees a pair of legs, like, this person standing on the stairs, but, like, you can't see their head. Yeah. And he just, like, stops. And then he doesn't talk anymore. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, this video goes on for, like, 12 hours until the camera dies. And that's it. (laughs) Just this, like, stare off. And uh, then, like, you know, his followers were, like, calling the police a bunch and being like, go investigate this house. And the kid was gone. And I was like, that's cool. Oh, no. Less is more. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, let's go in. I will say in the second film, the acting is horrendous. It is really painful. Yeah. Um, Well, they killed all the good actors in the first movie. (laughs) Yeah. There's like one actor in particular that's very bad. And she doesn't get a lot of airtime, which was really good. uh, But not, but everyone was kind of like, yeah. What are we doing here? Um, But it really, really leans into. Uh, the satanic cult thing and (laughs) I'm like okay sure it had a few things that I thought were pretty fun there's a few techniques there's like an instance where like things are all chaotic and like people are running around and they're experiencing things 
abnormally, right? So like halls are changing kind of thing. And so one of the characters is like frantic and running and has a camera and he encounters this girl is sitting down and we would know her from the previous film. She's on the phone. She's like, I know mom, I told you that we're already dead. And her like voice changes. <laughs> She's like, and they're gonna die too. And it's like, all it's like scary. And I was like, that was pretty rad. Yeah, I know. Once we get through opening night, it'll all be downhill from there. No, Mom, I already told you. I'm dead already. The joke is terrible. And Mitchell's coming with us. Um, yeah. But then it's like, they run upstairs and they see the room and it's <laughs> like, well, they see the hotel room. It says 2C, which is linked back to the first one. Yeah. And one of the characters is like, we can't go in there. And then the guy who survived the last documentary crew is like, why not? <laughs> He's like, because I saw your film. That's why we cannot yeah, go like, in there. Like, that's the first... How... Why are we that is a plot hole in and of itself. <laughs> like, you saw the first film. Why are you here? Um, they do the same thing where they... There's like a, a, a twist ending at the first one that they replicate in the second one. Cool. Um, and I was like, okay... <laughs> I was like, are you guys going to do that really? Okay, cool. Um, Which is like, fine. I just, so here's the big thing (laughs) about the second one, which I think is really crazy. So Kat, Um, in the second one, like we get more from the the hotel owner who Uh like wanted to settle in Abaddon. And we get this behind the scenes footage of, there was a security camera of the guy who was running Hell House in the house before... Hell House showed up here. So yeah. he's just talking to this guy. Somehow he's connected to this man that we don't see. He's off camera. And there he's explaining his financial issues. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, why don't you just set up shop in this hotel? And he's like, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you here? How do you know him? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's literally like the answer is like magic. Sinister, <laughs> sinister magic. He, he brings people here. He just wants people here. He wants things to be recorded. I there's real. It's very loose, and so yeah. that happens. And then in the end, we see like the owner. It's revealed to be someone that we saw the whole time, and he's cool. like, "I need you, people, as sacrifices, because Hell House or well, this hotel." is on like a hell mouth and so in the basement <laughs> poorly like cgi'd like hell mouth opens up and it's just like a portal to hell right and i was like okay cool uh-huh. but then what because there's a third one so i was like <laughs> how yeah. are people in here did they go we've... to hell in the third one no so okay. in the third one <laughs> there is a new uh creator that owns that has bought the hotel it's this like self-made millionaire guy who's making this art installation (laughs) thing to do yeah he's making this art installation in hell house and it's supposed to be like you know uh this whole experience and and the whole time there's like another news crew who's taken over from the last news crew and they're like has anyone seen the videos and half of the actors have not um (laughs) and other ones are like well, at least we don't have to sleep here, you know, like those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. And so it does kind of the same thing where you see sprinkles. But let me tell you, the ending of this film, the third one, is so bonkers. Like, I was like, you did not just do, like... <laughs> so the guy 
So he's also has financial problems because that's how you get here, right? Yeah. Everyone this is guy who's rich has financial problems. Suddenly? Yes. Wow. And so we have yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so he's here. He's involved, but he also there's this like uh, a car accident that happens, and they reveal as if okay. this is a big deal that he had been technically dead for like two minutes or whatever. Yeah. And, oh, that means like means something. Anyway, um, <laughs> he has a scar along his face that is done with like putty like the the special effects putty and there uh-huh. are literal times where like the lighting in the room is so bad that you could just see it's like an entire different color like it looks like they put like clay on him and <laughs> so like hilarious and then <laughs> so he's like it's really choppy it's not like it has a mix of people like go in places where they shouldn't go um mixes of like things popping up in the background my favorite thing is that there's these white fully white mannequins in these white rooms and I was like I need one of these mannequins to start moving <laughs> I was yeah. like I need this mannequin and sometimes it does that like there's one in it like you know like does the head turn you're like Ow. I was like that's great that's the best part of this whole like film was like literally <laughs> just those mannequins in that hallway anyway he uh <laughs> so the whole time I'm like why is this happening when a hellmouth opened up last time? What happened to the yeah. hellmouth? Like, what was the purpose of the hellmouth? We don't get an answer, right? It Instead, was that they didn't think they get to make another film, but they do. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, like, we have to answer it. So, um, he, so they're going to have, like, opening night and the, the detective team here uh, discovers that there's financial woes and that there's something going on. Like there's these motivations and that it seems dangerous and people are caught up in things they shouldn't be caught up on. She's like talking to priests and stuff. So she tries to get it to stop. So she like releases the story that he doesn't have any money. People still go through with it. Right. The actors are like, whatever we're here. And so (laughs) they have opening night, which I had a problem with because they let in like four people, but they're acting like these actors are performing this play throughout the house. So if like things didn't go bad, how many times were they going to have to do this, this entire play through the yeah. whole house? Four people's not four enough at people. a time. Yeah. And yeah. there's all people outside. I was like, that's insane. Like if you yeah. have like different actors in different rooms, sure. But it's the same, like, no, I was like, this is impractical from a production (laughs) standpoint first of all but here's the thing that really set me over the edge so (laughs) our main guy who's got all the money he uh meets them for like their last dinner (laughs) or their last supper before opening night Mm -hmm. okay i'm using my words specifically for their last supper and he sits amongst them and he gets there pretty late and he asks the server you know i would like a hamburger or something and he's like the kitchen closed at 10 he's like you know what just give me some dinner rolls and he's like sure and he's like also i'd like this and he names like a really fancy wine and i was like we don't have that and he's like fine i'll take the house red so then he is given <laughs> bread and wine and then people are eating the bread and tasting the wine i was like he did not just eat of my body and drink of my blood them he did not just do that we did not just so in your face do that (laughs) but yes right so that happens in the most unsubtle way Mm -hmm. and (laughs) then she like confronts him and he tries to convince like our documentary girl not to go in and not to attend opening night but she's like no i'm gonna do that 
they go to opening night. It's going well. It's going well so far. Yeah. Um, things are going no weird murder. with the lighting, of course. Okay. Um, but people are going through. There's performances. And uh, <laughs> so then, like, chaos happens. Like, the As guy, would, yeah. the Hell House, uh, the Abaddon Hotel owner shows up and uh, starts murdering. And then all his cult people show up from the hellhole and start murdering everyone in this like crazy way. It was just like, just go, just leave. And I was like, this place is a fire hazard because there's no like easy, like everything. It's just a maze. It's a labyrinth. And I was like, this yeah. is a fire hazard. Like this is not OSHA certified. I don't think we're supposed to have any kind of performances here. And then yeah. all this stuff is happening. Everyone's dying. I was like, if I swear to God, if they do the same thing that they did in the first two films with the spoiler ending, I'm going to be really mad because there's no way that all these people could be talking about the experience if they're all dead. And yeah. then our main guy does something. Classic main guy. <laughs> he does something, question mark, question mark, question mark, that where everything, like, <laughs> there's a fire and, like, you're like, oh, my God, everyone died. This is so sad. And then we cut to, like, interviews where they're like, here we are with the survivors. And you're like, survivors? They died. What are you talking about? Yeah. And it's because he, like, sacrificed himself ah, because you know, he died once and now he you know has he did something question mark question mark and now it's reversed and everyone's alive and they didn't die so, so not the not the original hell house people just the people in this movie so so jesus died for our sins he did he died for our sins and now, our hell house sins and now we're alive and uh in the end, you see the crew from Hell House, and they, like, wake up as if nothing happened. And you're like, like the original crew. Mm -hmm. You're like, what's going on? Well, and that's how like, you get Whoa. the good actors back. They're alive again. <laughs> so you're like, oh, my God. They're like, oh, my God, we're okay. Wow, this is great. And then they go to leave, and they can't leave. And I was like, it's a pull door. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I hate what I got to push. I and then, pull. you know, Christ shows up, and he's like uh, – you can't leave because we're all dead. And this is where we live now. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, okay, but where's the other documentary crew? Like, they're not here. It's just the original crew. They it's weren't like, in, the second movie is forgotten. They also, I totally missed out. They also like did these flashbacks where they showed the two other film crews like having dinner or something at a diner or at the bar. And he was there. He's like passing them as they walk out or he's like in the the, the <laughs> so cubicle next to them. hilarious hilarious so for me <laughs> yeah so i was thinking like in the second one what really got to me is it, it reminded me of my spiral when i was trying to explain the paranormal activity franchise uh -huh. and how absolutely angry i got because the second film ruined everything yeah because <laughs> the first one katie's like here's what happened here's the lore enough that's enough said it was perfect it was brilliant it yeah. was tension building it was wonderful it left things to the imagination and the second one was like here's an explanation for things we didn't need explanations for and they're wrong like you yeah. made them 
not make sense now. You rewrote the history, which is like, why'd you do that? And then the rest of the series had to make up for the fact that you ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> so like we had to, now we have to make sense of it and we have to build And that's on it. what that, the third movie was. Yes. Yeah, so the second one was like, we leaned really hard into the worst part of this film, which was the satanic cult thing. And then we just kind of left it up and then people still wanted it. So we had to make it up. <laughs> we put a whole very poor Christ allegory in the midst of it. It was like, it, wow, what a time. So I don't really have any analytical things to say <laughs> about the Hell House series because it's not really that kind of film. I will say yeah. the first one was fun. It's for funsies. Or it's, I guess it's like an allegory for how sometimes if you go into a haunted attraction like thing with the goal of like exploiting people that is not going to be a good time no maybe i think there are also people were like what did like what yeah because like you're like why didn't they leave and they wrote that into the script in the first one they were like okay something is revealed off camera that keeps them here and it could be anything yeah. <laughs> for that it was romance uh yeah it was unspoken romance was her uh guess mine was again oh yes things. when they were in the field and they were like mm-hmm. i was like it's because i love you um, we have to do or, it's either that or it's financial problems or this guy's dying right like those were the yeah. things we were like what is it right uh in the second one they're like it was financial things but it was like why yeah why anything <laughs> yeah it was like it was like such a weird loyalty it was very much like you're watching naruto and you, all you've seen is sasuke be horrible mm-hmm. to naruto and everyone in the leaf village and you're like why do you all love him so hard <laughs> yeah like, this is just doing? abuse <laughs> maybe everyone just needs some therapy yeah yeah and i think yeah. this was like i don't also, know. like, didn't the first movie like sell well? Like, didn't it do well? Hell House. Yeah, I think it. I think it's one. Of, it's like a cult classic. Like, I think got it's you. one that people like in our sphere really, really like. There are diehard fans, which is why we got a second one, and then like the diehard fans are why we had a third one and now a fourth one because that like, second one, I don't like. Yeah, who watched that and was like, yeah. I'm just like, why was it so bad? Like, if the first one did well, you know what I mean? Like, yes. what, what was, what went wrong? But I guess, I guess, as you said, like, also like the the way Paranormal Activity two kind of like inserted all this lore. It was trying to do that, mm-hmm. and you know. try to find like no name actors, so it feels more authentic. More real because it is found footage. footage. Yeah, I will say the third one, the acting was better than that the second one was really rough i mean that's not saying much because i watched the first 10 minutes and i felt so uncomfortable i needed to turn it off because i felt really bad and i'm not like that (laughs) but i felt like that every time the girls spoke words i was like honey please i was like you are all clearly very much reading lines from a script and i mean i am not a professional actor so do i have that much room to talk not really but also it hurt. You're not trying to be an actor. Like, you know, like, you're not, oh, yeah. I do not have aspirations you know? <laughs> of being like, an actress. Yeah, no, that's true. Who's making money off of doing this. But yeah, like, and the second one is so weird. Like, the ghosts get really weird, or the cults people. They, like, call the one girl, like, honey a lot, and they, like, infantilize her. 
Well, I mean, that was a theme throughout the first one. Like, a lot of the writing for the first one was very cringy cringy. in terms of, like, this is what men think men are. Mm -hmm. Let's admire them, treat women like they aren't people, and instead are objects. Let's actively seek out moments to objectify them and be very cringy and gross. Um, Which, I mean, people who are going to make this weird hole-in-the-wall haunted attraction, I don't put it past them being like that. Like, just the way that they've behaved felt pretty authentic to me. It felt very Um, much like frat boys made a haunted house. Yeah. That was the vibe. It seemed like frat boy make haunted house now. And everyone's Mm -hmm. just going to be cool with that, I guess. And that's why they would stay, because frat boy make haunted house don't believe in haunted. Yeah. Whereas, like, if, you know... People who really probably in a haunted house wants to kiss his friends, but doesn't <laughs> want anyone to know. Frapway in a haunted house is overly misogynistic to cover up for his own queer ideas or just insecurities in general. Mm-hmm. They were poor trying really hard. Haunted house. Poor, poor Frapway in a haunted house. <laughs> They're really just going through it. They need a hug and yeah. someone, their dad, to tell them that they love them uh, and give them a good fashion fist bump of affection, I guess. I don't know. I, They're having a time. When we were watching it together, the first one, yeah. I, made, I might not have been, I wasn't really paying attention the second time we watched it, but I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I invented this in my brain, but the... I can't remember the names, but the one guy who's been recording the whole time, who's like the worst of the misogynists, you yes. know, is like watching the girl. Yeah. I, for some reason, remember there being hints that he had something going on with her and that it was like a oh. secret. I don't know if I just made that up in my brain to like <laughs> give more drama to this thing. Because I just was like, maybe they used to be like, I don't know. I invented in my head that they used to be together or they're secretly together, which is why he's very weird and why he's so like dramatic about connecting with other women and why he's really weird about being around her it's kind of like a jesse's girl situation but also to me i was like that's there's got to be something there like that's the degree to which he was being like that seemed like but i also could just be he (laughs) could also be on the writer team because i yeah give them better excuses than he could also just have had feelings that were never reciprocated and he's like i don't know how to just be friends yeah, so he had a Jesse's gotta, girl situation. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. like so. It was mm, gross. Yeah, <laughs> but the film was funny. Like it was. I was not media analysis seeing it either. No, I was just like, this is a ridiculous fun time. And if I media analysis it too hard, I'm gonna genuinely hate it. So I'm yeah. gonna stop doing that. Because uh, I remember at one point I was like, the haunted stuff just need to kill these guys because they're really irritating. I just yeah. really need them to be done here. Um, clearly, they are walking into this situation ready to die because that's yes. everything that they're doing is leading up to this. They're just like, I'm going to be the entire worst, so that like you're by the end you're just like, oh thank God, the another cult ghost deep house finally just made them stop. Um, it must Who be like, I think it's a trope. It has to be a trope at this point because that is a thing. It's like Captain Gaslight yeah, plus his friends who like are really weird yeah. and creepy hang it out is. with one girl mm-hmm. and be horrible mm-hmm. to her the entire time. Or Captain Gaslight is love interest also 
they go underwater now <laughs> and they're just doing that for some reason yes yeah um before we move into your part just the last highlight of the film is yeah. the terribly me- mediocre piano playing both of oh us <laughs> messaged each other because i was like this ghost is just doing like practicing his scales like <laughs> you were like this is the most mediocre piano player as i was typing that out because yeah. it's like he was literally just practicing his scales it's like, like the most like music could be really creepy and it literally was the most basic of piano playing like they were literally like okay we got a crew who of us can play it's like i could do chopsticks <laughs> you know so i could do like a quick do, tune do, right quick yeah and then, and then and the second one they tried to like i don't even i don't know what they're trying to do because they were like this the piano playing is linked to a kid who is going to come into this house in the future because the house told that. him to do that. And yeah. he was just playing on his little, like, how the house electric keyboard, even though it sounds like the- talking to people <laughs> from the far away. Send some letters and stuff and is like, come to this house. It's so funny. Um, in the third one, they didn't, they didn't play up the, the, the music happened, but they weren't trying to like, I was like, stop trying to explain this song. It's so bad. Like, this ghost just trying its best. The one cult member has been practicing. It's practicing those scales. He's doing a good job. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, no. Did he get better over time? No, it's literally, the same, song. It's literally okay. the same song. It just doesn't get any better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a weird flex, but thing. they did it. You know, they did it. They were doing their best. Yeah. Also, it was a fun movie. I'm not saying like don't go see it. It was like yeah. it was like entertaining. I'm sure we'll watch the next one. It better have better acting though, because I won't be able to finish it. I don't. have to. I have to complete it. Yeah. Now. I have to know it. Why? Because well, yeah, you put in the work. So you have oh, to like. What happens after round we've been out. resurrected? Yeah. Because <laughs> they keep surprising me, um, yeah. and it is free on Tubi. So go check yeah. it out. The new one or the one we watched? The one. The we one watched. we watched. Yeah. Uh, the other two. The second one is also free on Tubi, and the third one was free on Voodoo or Voodoo with yeah, commercials. Yeah. So that's Gotta just get a the little thing for you. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Um, what I'm going to be talking about is less fun. It's terrifying um, and gross. I'm going <laughs> uh, to start my section off by saying allegedly a bunch of times because okay. there is no court case against McKamey Manor, to my knowledge. Um, so all of the things that are stated, other than like the stuff they have on their website, because that's like literally just what they advertise, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is all alleged. Uh, there's not like an actual case against this man, uh, Russ McKamey. Uh, the operation of this torture situation for free, drive mm-hmm. far away to go do this for some reason time uh is still open um Mm -hmm. and is also like changed a lot over the years it seems like it's like gone from kind of scary kind of upsetting uh to very scary and very upsetting to kind of scary and kind of upsetting again uh kind of (laughs) fluctuates uh depending on like kind of what's going on um And as I said, all of this is alleged in terms of the stuff I'm going to talk about with people who have said things about the manor, their experiences post, et cetera. Uh, 
all of this stuff is very public knowledge. McKamey Manor has been a very buzzwordy kind of mm-hmm. every Halloween thing. I've heard of it games before this. Like it's a situation that's been around for a while and we're outside of the like hype part of it. Like it was like really the talk of the town for a while and it's kind of under the radar a little bit more now. Like people aren't really actively talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you explain to our listeners who might not be familiar what McKamey Manor you're is? Right, you're right. Let's do this in order. Can you- producer. So if you do not know, uh, if you have not heard of McKamey Manor, McKamey Manor is an extreme horror attraction um, in quotations. And that's the nice way of putting it. Uh, It has some pretty disturbing things happening at it, but essentially it is an extreme haunted attraction is what they call it. Um, And it's... Mm -hmm. Run by this guy named Russ McKamey, uh, who man, a man who's allegedly seems to have a lot of psychological issues, uh, as stated by many previous attendees, ex-partners, and those critical of the attraction. Uh, what happens at this location uh, doesn't really suggest that anything's haunted. Uh, it's more about manipulating fears uh, based in violence. Uh, there's lots of physical methods that they use abuse, uh, abuse that they use with the people who experience the i forget what they call it uh the manner i guess like there's like they call it something where you have a run yeah you have to like go through a practice there's like a run I think. yeah and then you have to do there's like the actual experience there's like a, it's a multi-tiered situation um mm-hmm. And essentially the process has changed a lot over the years, but the experience is way more based in like hostile or saw than like a supernatural or paranormal scare experience um, Mm -hmm. that you would more commonly see if you were going to like a haunted house uh, or if you were going to like universal, you know, in Florida, it's like more just like jump scares and like, if you have the glow necklaces on, they'll take you into a room and say scary things to you, but you're not like getting physically hurt. You're not having mm-hmm. your nose broken. You're not having your teeth removed, having your head shaved. Like the, the level yeah. to which that this has escalated is pretty intense. Um, and a lot of people who are interested in horror and want to experience, they kind of describe it. Uh, Russ specifically on his website describes it as, do you want to experience your own horror movie? Uh, Mm -hmm. And the experience is oriented around that where he finds out what you are scared of and manipulates that uh, to torture you in Mm -hmm. essence. Um, And they say it's all theatrics um, and that uh, people aren't actually getting hurt, but you see the videos. They should keep uh, the videos. Yeah. There's a lot of, alleged evidence to suggest that uh that's not the case um and there's a lot of red flags associated with the specific attraction but people do seem very interested in it because it's unlike any other haunted house that's really out there in terms of i don't even know if you can I mean, classify yeah but 
but I don't yeah. like even extreme haunts. It's like you go and you're in like a dark room alone and there's something's happening, but there's not to this degree of yeah. like torture and psychological abuse. Yeah. And that's at the end of the day, uh, it really seems like it's more of a torture porn abuse factory um, that mm-hmm. manipulates people and kind of exploits them to get the fantasies of this man out of his system um Mm -hmm. and the experiences that a lot of people will describe uh are horrifying Uh, i've watched an an insane amount of videos about this at this point um there's uh usually i'll read a lot of stuff it was a lot of videos on youtube kind of explaining what was happening and like other people's past experiences but uh if you want to know how you would get to experience this uh the past location was in San Diego, California. It has recently moved to Tennessee. Uh, it was going to move another place, but essentially there were petitions and people and outcry against it. So he was unable to move to, I think mm-hmm. it was like Illinois or Idaho or one of the I named states. Um, and they were like, no, don't come here. <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. want this. Uh, please do not. Uh, and he did not move there, but he ended up moving to Tennessee. So that's where it's currently housed. But, uh, as I said, like it's developed a lot over the years where it used to just be like you message him on Facebook and he texts you mm-hmm. come to a, into San Diego and you signed a two page waiver and you're just chilling. Um, and now it's a 40 page waiver. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to apparently, according to their website, be 21 or above or 18 to 20 with parents approval. Uh, which is new because they used to let teens in yeah exactly um so you have to have a completed sports physical and doctor's letter stating you are physically and mentally cleared pass a background check um be screened via f facebook i just like fbi no it's a be screened via facebook facetime or phone have proof of medical insurance and sign a detailed 40-page waiver as well as pass a portable drug test on the day of the show so uh i ended you can't even be like intoxicated to go in there yeah and there's like a lot of rules too uh i'll get into that but uh i'm trying to just like going through the website end of it like he has an entire Mm -hmm. site that like looks like it was made in like the 90s when the internet was just making an appearance Mm -hmm. Um, like a flash flash website it's like crazy looking like it's a font you can't it's it's wild uh it's an entire mess but i guess that kind of adds to the scariness of it in that like you're like what is this this doesn't seem real it seems like i'm in that movie where the video games become real uh (laughs) it's like a really bizarre site uh but essentially on the site it says be warned mckamey manor is not your standard boo haunted house this isn't an audience participate this is an audience participation event in which you will live your own horror movie this is a rough intense and truly frightening experience you must be in great health to participate last year's haunt was absolutely nothing compared to the new McKinney Manor. Um, essentially they say it's a survival horror theater. Um, each tour is based on your personal fears that can last up to six hours. Mm. Um, each guest will be it used to be eight to 10. I know. Yeah. It's changed a lot. Uh, and they've had to make a lot of changes because of a lot of the backlash that took place. Um, as well as there's like petitions, Facebook groups, all against it, mm-hmm. usually occupied by people who have done it before and mm-hmm. feel 
very strongly that no one else should have to experience this. Uh, Mm -hmm. As well as like people who haven't experienced it, but just like feel very strongly that they don't want it in their town. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. within Tennessee, there's been protests about it. Uh, That's how he didn't move to like Idaho, Illinois or whatever it was. Um, Lots of people are mad about this, uh, this uh, man and the, McCamey Manor in general. Um, but yeah, as Gibbs said, it used to be a lot longer. Uh, you would get eight to 10. Now it's only six. Um, and it says each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you reach your breaking point. Um, one thing that's interesting, uh, that's like such a weird, th- cause it's like, they're super physical and shouty and mean to the mm-hmm. people participating, but there are so many rules you have to go through in participating and you can't curse you can't touch mm-hmm. the props or the people, uh, which is like, how are you going to go through this entire haunted experience uh, not and not touch anything, not, especially yeah. like when you're being pushed, etc. Mm-hmm. Like it really just provides a lot of loopholes because there's apparently supposed to be a twenty th- or $200,000 reward or $20,000. 20,000 which has never been given out because he yeah people are kicked out before they can finish yeah twenty thousand dollars i was like wow he has a lot of money all <laughs> no twenty thousand dollar reward uh but like yeah no one's ever gotten it um because there are all these rules so he like doesn't he's protected himself legally ultimately mm-hmm. so that he doesn't have to because you can't do so many things there uh that basically pushes anyone who would be going through this out as well as he just kind of randomly decides that you're done uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about the average 10 to 20 minute haunt or theme park at Halloween and what you've experienced, was it really that interactive and scary is what he says at the new McKinney Manor, you will experience thrills you have never seen before. Uh, you will be tested to your very core. If things become too much, you can always quit. If we let you which is Mm -hmm. the operative word. Um, So there's been a lot of hate against uh, McKinney Manor. Uh, He calls them haters. Uh, It's like a Mm -hmm. whole ego situation that's kind of confusing and cringy. Um, But uh, essentially a big thing is that like you can be thrown out for any reason. You can't curse, push, vulgar behavior, weapons, smoking, drugs, alcohol, uh, you have to sign this waiver. And honestly, after signing the waiver, you like can't sue him, even if he's broken your nose, broken your mm-hmm. arm, etc. So there's like a lot of just shady stuff associated with it. Um, and another just like big red flag that's just like super weird uh, is that like to get in, you don't pay for the experience. Um, mm-hmm. You gift dog food. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a donation because it was a nonprofit when it was in California. Mm-hmm. which it's just like so strange to me <laughs> yeah that this like torture experience was a non-profit uh because i guess if you like traditionally think of non-profits that's not generally the vibe um yeah. it's, it's usually to help people yeah um and so yeah he takes the dog food and donates it to like the greyhounds association or whatever um so like that part's nice i guess but it's also just like a really weird thing because you have these actors that I assume because you are not receiving financial compensation for this are not being paid. Um, mm-hmm. are not, so what are they getting? You do not have any financial means to train people. If you don't have income, unless you're receiving like grants from the government to, cause you're a nonprofit. It's all like a really confusing and kind of weird time. Um, 
But yeah, they say the donation of dog food is voluntary, uh, but it is kind of a part of the situation. Uh, and it's, it's all very shady kind of how it went down. So I specifically ended up watching a video from Gabs. Uh, that's how they spell their name on YouTube. It's G-A-B-S-S. Uh, and they kind of talk about their experience because they were one of like the first people to go through uh, McKinney Manor before it like even really became as more popularly known. Uh, they described like that they didn't have any introduction to it really. Um, and that mm -hmm. like they had seen a few videos uh, and the span of like what happened was that like they saw, they Googled <laughs> extreme haunted house in America, got an ad for this messaged them on Facebook and then that night received a Facebook message back from Russ McCamey. Hmm. And then the next day went. So like oh, wow. they heard about it. We're like, cool. Yeah. It sounds interesting. Went. they were 19 years old. Um, they did not have the 40 page waiver. It didn't sound like they needed parental permission. It didn't sound like they really needed anything to lead into it. And like, you can watch their video. There's like a 50 minute one and a 30 minute one. Um, and it's just like, they're talking about their experience and it was really stressful to watch because some of the things that they described take place at McKinney Manor were really stressful. Um, so, uh, one thing that's like kind of commonly known about it is that it is really physically challenging. There's a lot of violence that takes place during the attraction, uh, extending from like, just like regular, like pushing or like, kind of like how we experience at the terror behind the walls where they just kind of grab you and they take you a place there's mm -hmm. that but it's also like they'll push you down and they'll punch you and they'll pull mm -hmm. your hair and they'll put bags over your head and there's a lot of water-based stuff that they'll do mm -hmm. um, they also like make you vomit and then eat that vomit or yeah. eat things that you shouldn't be eating and it's like it's really confusing because <laughs> Uh, what they basically said, like what Russ McCamey says, and he's like an entire situation of a human, which I'll get into, uh, but is that essentially it's all theatrics, but you have people who exit these situations with literal broken noses, with like bruises, mm -hmm. with uh, teeth missing, with their head shaved, uh, with fingernails missing, fingernails missing, like they're implementing like actually or allegedly implementing for not to be sued, uh, Mm -hmm. torture implementing torture techniques there's people who claim to be waterboarded um mm -hmm. and like almost drowned uh gabs is one of those people and that's on the earlier ones like she even goes into like explain like hers situation and her experience compared to what she's heard from other people was relatively tame comparatively and her experience sounds like a literal nightmare like i was watching mm -hmm. it and hearing like her voice shake and like crack mm -hmm. and like just reiterating like what was literally torture like there's no situation in which that wasn't torture like they're they locked them in a pool and like they had this much room to breathe like you can watch the video if you would like to but it was like they're pouring water on their head pushing their head down into the water like there's lots of like medical things that like it is very obvious that people who are the actors in this are not trained to deal with. Like you can mm -hmm. get, you can have dry drowning. Like you can be out of the mm -hmm. water because you've inhaled so much water and drown. Like that is a real mm -hmm. thing that can happen. So like 
they're putting them through so much water stress uh, that like literally is torture because you could die from it uh, with like, mm-hmm. luckily there have not been any deaths from the situation. Uh, but there's been a lot of like psychological and physical damage that has come as a result of this. So um, I've watched a lot of videos, as I said, I highly recommend read or listening to Gabs's experience. Cause it seems like they really knew McKamey for a long time. Um, they even mm-hmm. ended up managing like his Facebook and like, were a part of his like team for a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. that's something that's really common apparently. And like a lot of the early people um, and largely most of the people who are speaking out against Manor are people who were a part of his early crew and kind of like watched him, Russ specifically, devolve into like further unwellness, um, mm-hmm. which it, it seemed uh, like he was not well from the start, but uh, that like as time progressed, he proceeded to get worse and worse. Um, and there was like this way in which he kind of switched where he would be really sweet. And then you would see like this really scary and creepy look in his eye uh, while all these events were taking place that uh, made this just really uncomfortable for everyone involved. Um, And yeah, there's also like, I think with like people who are going back and like either becoming a part of the crew or doing it again. Cause I know there's like that one person who went there a second time is that when you're done, they really like amp you up. Like, you just start like, wow, you're so strong. You really did this thing. Like you're crazy. And I'm sure there's like this validation that they just don't get elsewhere. And so that could very easily bring you up. You know? Yeah. And I think it's like a lot of, different. <laughs> it's hard to like really fully explain. Cause one, I've not experienced this, but also it's like, mm-hmm. I'm also just going off of like the stories of other people. And what it seems like is that it started out as like, something that was kind of uncomfortable, but wasn't to the level of which it is, or it it like evolved into now, as well as in like when it was still in San Diego towards the end before he moved to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um, And what it seemed to be is that he kind of progressively and more progressively became egotistical around it. And it became very much more about like people need to like Russ McKinney or the world, like, or you don't get to, exist anymore like he very much has like created this Mm -hmm. kind of uncomfortable like cult mentality uh both within like the facebook community that he manages as well as just like his surrounding people Mm -hmm. around him um and it seems that like it's all very much to like feed his ego and there's been a lot of accusations against him um specifically from his like ex-partner uh who was heavily involved with mckamey manor and it's first ideation who's like i watch i watched something from her as well that was really upsetting um and i link all of this in my blog just (laughs) everyone Mm -hmm, can go mm -hmm. do all this stuff yourself if you would like to if you want to watch all these counts of like what was taking place um it is disturbing but interesting um essentially that like he has been accused of being abusive in relationships uh he's been accused of being uh what was described by his ex-partner was that he wanted to shoot her like said that to her um in passing like was like being nice and then like had that moment where you like have a switch turn off Mm -hmm. um and then like turned to her and said like i've had fantasies of shooting you um Mm -hmm. she said that he like expressed passive pedophilia Mm -hmm. um 
towards children. Uh, there's like a lot of really just red flaggy things about uh, Russ McCamey. Um, and that like he kind of gets off on literally torturing people. So that part is also just very upsetting. Um, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things for me is, like, I definitely see, like, a lot of, like, hate online about, like, the people who participate. And, like, there's a lot of just, like, well, you know what it is. You signed up for it. It's, like, but you don't. Like, to a certain degree, you do not. And at the same time, like, nobody knows what they're doing. And at this, like, I'm more concerned about the people who do it, (laughs) right? Like, that they're, like, getting off and enjoying this thing for free um like all the red flags versus just like these are clearly like vulnerable people who are being taken advantage of yeah and for why and also it's 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 very much for why because like no one's making any money off of this situation i know part of like why he moved to tennessee was so that they could move away from the nonprofit status and potentially make money like i know he accepts donations now Mm -hmm. um to the the uh manner uh but essentially mm-hmm. another just bigger flag is that like a lot of the staff who work there he used to uh hire children and then now doesn't but like they are mm-hmm. not trained uh mm-hmm. they're usually just like people who have an interest in inflicting pain on people uh or people who have like the world yeah or just like yeah it's just like really they don't seem to have like CPR training they don't seem to have like any knowledge of like the actual situations that they're, like they're inflicting on people, uh, the literal mm-hmm. torture they're inflicting on people. Um, and like, there's all these law protections that he puts into this contract that like, it doesn't seem like the same energy is being put into like the creation of the actual mm-hmm. uh, event. If you just cover your tracks. It's very much to cover your tracks because like, it sounds like, He's have even had like actors who uh, have spoken about their experience, and it's like the one guy is like, "I don't have a line. I'm, I just kind of get carried away. I can like mm-hmm. really get into like hurting these people, and it's just like a really weird vibe ultimately." Um, but one thing that was like really upsetting, and if you're listening to Gabs' story, uh, is essentially like they go into like how it devolved uh, and how like he kind of transform this Facebook community that was once like really like kind of interesting and supportive to like this really, if you say anything bad about him, you get kicked out. Um, I followed another YouTuber who like went in and infiltrated Mm -hmm. uh, the Facebook group in its current form. And currently um, I think, what was his name? I'm going to see if I can remember his name by the time we finish this video out. But uh, essentially he infiltrated it. It was D'Angelo Wallace. Uh, he influenced, infiltrated the Facebook group and essentially saw that like the way you get in now is you have to do these star challenges uh, mm. in this Facebook group, which is essentially you live stream yourself doing something like demeaning or embarrassing. Mm. Um, and then like through completing of a certain amount of star challenges. So like you go to the grocery store dressed as like something or like a mm-hmm. safari, like you're going on a safari and you talk about the fruit, like uh, it's safari animals and you have to live mm-hmm. stream yourself doing this. So it's very much like humiliation based. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like other ones. So like 
the moderators are like pushing people to compete in these star challenges with the hopes that they'll get to go to the eventual attraction. Um, Gabe, you sent me some TikToks of like people Mm -hmm. who had done that, but also like completed the, the torture experience. And like, he told them they couldn't participate anymore, even though they said they were fine um, because they Mm -hmm. wanted the $20,000. So that's another thing he's like been accused of is that like, no matter how far you get through it, you don't actually get the money. So there's people mm-hmm. who like literally have gotten their teeth pulled out and he's like, all right, you're done. And you don't get the $20,000 that like realistically you like, you went into the situation hoping you would get. Um, and there's a lot more, it's a lot of information. Uh, but like one thing that was like interesting is like, he's claiming to have this $20,000 reward, but allegedly uh, on Reddit, I found that he currently is in Tennessee. The haunt has like devolved into a less scary thing where it's mostly just like a fitness boot camp. And Mm. he is working at a Walmart in Tennessee, uh, I guess to like fund what's left of the attraction. Uh, The website Mm. suggests that it's still up and running and going strong. Uh, But I don't know. Uh, As I said, that is allegedly, that was a random Reddit post. I joined Reddit this week in this experience (laughs) i was like i'm gonna learn about stuff but uh it seems like it's not maybe going well it seems like it's really devolved into this entirely different situation um and that in the middle there it got really dark uh and that there's like lots of people who experience this are afterwards very traumatized uh there's an entire petition against it run by people who have been traumatized by this experience and want it to not continue um there's a facebook group that operates similarly uh and it just seems like i don't know why he's just still able to do this when clearly it's Mm -hmm. doing a lot of harm Um, yeah and one thing that we can expect at the ghouls maybe um is it seems that there is a trend that if you say bad things about him he sends lots of people to talk meanly about you so if you see our comments get a little weird that might be why. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just protect, you know, yeah. come out. Miracles. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could see that like in some of the videos, because he records like everything. And I saw this one video where he was just like, you all can't even see everything. Like they'll be released when he's dead and we'll be able to see some of the terrible things in there. Um, but even like the videos that we do see there's this interaction with people that gets really aggressive all of a sudden like he gets very defensive and then then in that becomes aggressive so like with the one person who was like i was about i was ready to finish this challenge you took me out of it for bs reasons (laughs) like i was completely ready and he's like you know, harassing him and being like, oh, it's a hoax, isn't it? It's a hoax. Like getting really, really aggressive and uncomfortable for this person who just endured torture. Yeah. And like clearly isn't happy with his experience either. Um, And it seems like through all the critiques, he's just like kind of divulged into this like, like, I I don't think he was ever like good, but like he was, he's really just like escalated into this kind Mm -hmm. of like egotistical, you cannot say anything bad about him or you are literally like shunned like you mm-hmm. there he cannot hear that he is doing anything wrong uh, yeah. at all mm-hmm. um and there was something else in relation to that that was really interesting i'm trying to remember uh but essentially it seems that as of late it's 
become an entirely different experience, which is probably good if it's like watered down, yeah, watered down yeah. a bit because it seemed like, yeah, like you're saying, like they spit blood into people's mouth, like fake blood, but blood mm-hmm. into people's mouths, uh, put bugs in their mouths, like made them eat bugs and then throw up and then eat their own. Like it was really some wild stuff. Remove fingernails. Like it's really crazy. Um, and it should not be legal, but apparently is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you see any of those videos, they're really upsetting. Like they always come with like trigger warnings of sorts. And those are the things that he's like proudly showing. So like imagine the things he's just not showing us. Um, and I did watch like entire like video of, you know, someone who was analyzing like his lawyer analyzing the waiver and I was confused in the end because they went through this whole thing where it's like when it comes to like physical abuse and like this risk of danger and like and and uh getting hurt that exists in like sports exists in very specific circumstances which I don't feel like makes sense for the McKamey manner so I don't know yeah I don't know how well, it's, it's, it's like illegal if you're like in a bar or like in a unregistered yeah. arena. So I feel like so like why is it allowed? This why would are you classify allowed to punch as someone in the face? Registered arena. Like why is this not considered assault and battery? Mm-hmm. It's like a really weird. Yeah, it, it should be. <laughs> yeah, well, because he said people aren't allowed to legally sign, like sign a, the option of them being injured in that way like people are not allowed to be like yes injure me unless it's like a surgery (laughs) that's life-threatening like those are the times when you're like okay yes you're going to injure me to save me um but you cannot sign away (laughs) your safety like that's just not a thing that exists like this is why you know um you know yeah like those the one doctor who is like helping you know patients that were dying die quicker <laughs> and yeah. he went to prison for that because you can't do that. You can't just, that's, you know? Yeah. I remembered the things that I was going to say. Uh, yes. It was essentially that like the exit interviews that um, he records are usually done immediately after they've just been like literally tortured. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he's there and he's there like pushing for this. Uh, and it's a lot of people have claimed um, to either be like, really pushed into saying positive things, even if they did not feel that way Mm -hmm. Um, or like villainized in their exit interview to make like, it seem like their words don't matter. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's like usually while people are still in shock uh, Mm -hmm. who like have not fully processed what they've gone through. And what I did notice in watching some of like the recounts of people is like, is a very clear and common thing when you've experienced a large amount of trauma to not be able to recall the sequencing of events and mm-hmm. that's something that's very common in people who like i don't really know the like order what of what happened, happened. Yeah. and that's like a common thing that like courts will use to like invalidate uh claims of abuse and stuff like that because trauma unfortunately the way the brain operates is it'll like mix up all the stuff because it's like literally hard for you to recount mm-hmm. that stuff um, so that's also something that's pretty common, uh, in listening to the people recount like their experiences. Yeah. Um, there was like that one TikTok of the woman who's like, her lips are all busted and, um, her head is like shaved in patches and she's like clearly like upset. And she's like explaining like, like, I don't know what happened to me, but clearly like I yeah. have been abused. And then she's like, 
moving and there's a point where like the camera moves and you see that in the background there's someone like in her bathroom like staring and watching and then all of a sudden her tune changes where she's like you know and I know that this was a transformative experience for me like it's so clear that she like turned and like somebody was there being like yeah like you can't supposed to say yeah you can't like talk bad about uh the manner and your experience there Uh, it seems like that's kind of like the the situation a lot of people deal with um and the other really big red flag thing is that they've implemented a safe word but that like there are many people who have claimed to have it be that like he has not listened to their safe word like he they've asked him to stop They've Mm -hmm. used their safe word and it is ignored, Mm -hmm. Um, which is just like a whole other level of like one. Just disrespect, honestly. Yeah. And it's like a lack of consent. Like you're making them go through all these consent points where you're like signing a waiver, et cetera. Like you have. It goes both ways. Yeah. But like also like the law of enthusiastic consent, like I know it does usually apply to like uh, assault, but like it is very much. If you said at any point, like, you no longer have consent to be doing this to you, like, then it is illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, Ignoring their safe words, I think that could really go negatively for him if it does end up landing in a court of some kind. Uh, Yeah. And that's just the thing about, like, abuse, too, is, like, you can say yes to anything, but it's, like, anytime you say no, like, now that's no. That's it. Yeah. Like that's just how that works. Like yeah. at any point you're allowed laws to be that not want that this to happen. Yeah. There's like laws that say that that is a fact, uh, in fact, illegal. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it also seems like there's like a lot of people who are like working to like get the shut down, working to get him shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. They may or may not gain traction. Uh, I do. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems, seems like, like that's all in the works uh, currently. Yeah. And I think that's the things that like they have to stand on is like the the breach in those contracts because like you're signing this waiver but you're also like there are you know you're allowed to say these are things I don't want to happen like these are things that like you cannot shave my head I have like this you know attached to very specific traumas and so for him to then use that after you said explicitly, this is not allowed. Um, that is a breach of that contract. Uh, abusing them, there was, you know, allegedly uh, people have reported sexual abuse and other kinds of abuse that are just like outside of the realm of what they agreed to, regardless of this 40 page waiver. Like at yeah. any point, people are allowed to say, no, I do not want this anymore. And you have to follow that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it seems like it's mostly just uh, him enacting these like effed up fantasies that he has uh, or the actors who work for him have. Um, and that like that's encouraged within that space, which is just very not safe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for anyone, uh, including like the people who are doing those things, because like that has a psychological effect as well. No wonder it got really dark mm-hmm. in the middle there um, because like the more you do that to people, the less, capacity for empathy you will have for mm-hmm. feeling any sort of thing for the person you're doing that to mm-hmm. um, and I think that's probably largely why people saw a very big change in him the longer that this took place yeah um, yeah you can't you just can't do that to people and not come out changed in some way yeah. um yeah yeah and I think like something that I 
found kind of interesting when we were we were gonna embark on this journey of the haunted attractions and like when I first watched Hell House was I was expecting that you know someone in who's involved in the haunt got like messed up and started hurting people for real because that's like a real like fear that people have right it's like okay you like I remember like you go into at uh most haunted attractions like you're not allowed to dress up like yeah. you like only the people who are employed and like presumably have had background checks and all these other things are the ones who are performing and they are performers, right? Like they're not generally torture people. Um yeah. but there's always like, you know, I've always heard people, you know, say like, well, what if a real killer got in? And it's like that's just one that seems like a lot of variables that they can't control, which is just not a thing that they would do. Um <laughs> like they're just not conducive for a good serial killer environment um but uh that's what I thought like hell house was gonna be like what if you went to a a hell house like that's what I thought it was honestly isn't there a movie where that's a thing because that's what I I thought we were watching when we turned it on and I was very confused at the end and I was like oh it's just like it's made a cult make-believe got you okay Um, yeah Yeah. I don't know and and if anyone knows of a film in which that happens let us know um so just one of those like oh I've never seen like commercials for it like that that was the thing it's a movie that exists I just don't know what that movie is because I thought it was Hell House LLC and it's not um no idea I don't know like I know I don't know yeah. Maybe maybe it's the trick or treat movie that I never watched that I see a lot about. Um yeah. but I guess also at the end of this, uh if you're thinking about going to McCamby Manor, everyone who's almost everyone who's experienced is like, don't do it. So maybe don't. Uh just a hard pass. Go do something else. Yeah. Um or even just like extreme haunts. What I've heard is that they're just pretty disappointing. It's hard to do like it's hard to tow the like to get all up into the line of torture. Yeah. but not torture because yeah. then it's like what are we doing here um as well just like real life is torture sometimes so just like yeah live regular uh you don't have to do that like it doesn't make you better i promise yeah. <laughs> it will not it will not solve any of your problems literally any of them and uh yeah so i would say yes watch the first hell house and if you you just want to i you want the experience yeah. <laughs> watch the other ones um get it as deep as me and do not go to mckamey manor yeah it seems like a, a bad time for everybody involved uh yeah it should just get closed down um, um you will find no end to the amount of videos about it too so if this is something that's interesting to you feel free to read all the kinds of things in a blog too so yeah i've like gone me too. i'm just like i know too much now and it's like also, it's like, how do you watch all of that and then, like, not be like, that seems bad? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just, it just seems like a really bad time. Uh, yeah. And I feel like I, I feel judgy as heck. And yeah. I, I, I'm sure that's how we come off. But like, it's, it, I just, I, it seems like a really bad time. Yeah. I saw one video of someone who went through, who's pretty young and was like, you know, coming to bat for McCamey Manor and was like, yeah. oh, it was good. But 
like when people are like how long did you last she's like i don't know and like it's like what happened and she's like i don't know <laughs> it's like how yeah. like you can't even well a lot like, of people defend it, it. Out. yeah like, a lot of people do defend it and then years later like that's what happened with gab she she said she used to defend it like adamantly mm-hmm. and then like realized how much trauma she had experienced as a result of this and now is like oh god no do not do this thing mm-hmm. um so like yeah it, it's probably largely a result of shock um, yeah. and like trying to like validate what happened to them yeah. you know like cope with what happened to them yeah um, and to like v- also validate your choice to do that too like that's a big yeah. thing with like cults as well is just like at some point you get to this point where you're you're defending your choices so you have to stick to what you said or what you believe even in the glaring evidence of it being wrong or a problem like for sanity yeah because otherwise because otherwise it's like okay this whole thing has been a lie like all that all that stuff happens like you have to acknowledge then like then you have to look at your trauma in the face and be like oh my god that all that stuff happened to me and I allowed it to happen to me um or it was like you know my trust was abused in this way and that's another form of trauma so (laughs) instead they're going to defend it because that's a safe place for them and uh they're defensive because no one wants to be like wow you're such an idiot because that's what they get they get a bunch of people who are like wow you're you signed the waiver you have no right to complain and so they're like i guess i can't like that's just classic abuse victim situations to be in yeah so yeah this is every time this seems pretty pretty sad uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot of levels a lot of things yeah. um so we did it we talked about both things we did it yes Woo. so like i said in the future we'll have an episode a special that's going to be about specifically the haunted attraction at eastern state penitentiary and we'll talk to someone who's there at the beginning and someone who's there now and uh we still have haunted things happening that we're going to be dissecting um so i hope you enjoy this series definitely let us know what you think drop a like and a comment and uh don't get married delete your kids all right yeah bye